Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Deep True Crime. I'm Manny Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me today. In this episode, we're discussing the case against Nancy Brophy. She has been convicted of killing her husband, Daniel Brophy. Let's go ahead and dive into the on June 2nd, 2018, Daniel Brophy left his home and arrived at his workplace, which is the Oregon Culinary Institute, which is located at 1701 Southwest Jefferson Street. Daniel arrives there, disarms the alarm in the building at 721 in the morning, and he is the only person in the building at that time. He disarmed the alarm for the building at 7.21 a.m. And he was the only person in the building. At 7.08 a.m., Nancy Brophy, Daniel's wife, is seen on surveillance video driving her Toyota minivan westbound on Jefferson Street directly in front of the OCI building. The OCI building that is the Oregon Culinary Institute, which is where he worked at. And Nancy, she is seen again leaving the area of OCI, going westbound on Jefferson Street at 7 28 a.m. Daniel's co-worker arrived at 7.30 a.m. but did not discover Daniel's body until she allowed students to enter the building around 8 a.m. Daniel's body was located in the rear kitchen by students as they entered the building. Daniel had been shot two times, once in the back and once in the chest. The medical examiner concluded that both bullets could have been the one that killed Daniel as both pierced his heart. Now, detectives, they start conducting a thorough search of the Oregon Culinary Institute and determined that there were no signs of forced struggle anywhere. There were also no signs of a motive regarding robbery, assault, or other crime. You see, Daniel was still in possession of his wallet. Nothing was missing in his wallet. Still has his cell phone, has his eyeglasses, and car keys. His vehicle was in front of the OCI building and also had not been disturbed. So they knew this did not look like a robbery, did not look like someone broke in. Did he know his killer? Nancy Brophy, she arrived at the OCI driving the same Toyota minivan seen in the surveillance video shortly after detectives arrived. Now, Nancy stated that she had been at home that morning and had not left until she was called about an incident at OCI. Her first mistake, lying right out of the gate. She gives a timeline of when Daniel had left the house but claimed she remained at home. Nancy claimed that Daniel did not have any enemies and could not think of anyone who would want to hurt him. Now, when asked if Daniel might bring a gun to work to protect himself, Nancy stated that she had recently purchased a Glock 9mm handgun 
but neither her or Daniel had used it. Leland Samuelson at the Oregon State Crime Lab, he analyzed the bullets that were recovered from Daniel's body and the shell casings that were found on scene and he determined that they were most likely shot from a Glock 9mm firearm. Nancy allowed detectives to go to her home and retrieve the firearm and Leland Samuelson was able to determine that the firearm Nancy relinquished is not likely the firearm that shot and killed Daniel. On or about June 5th, 2018, Nancy called lead detective Darren Posey and requested a letter stating that she was not a suspect in Daniel's homicide so that she could provide it to her life insurance company. And Nancy stated that she had a policy for Daniel valued at $40,000. Now, detectives, they declined to furnish the letter and later learned from several insurance carriers that Nancy is the beneficiary on several policies valued at over $350,000. And detectives also learned that Nancy worked in the insurance industry and has actually sold life insurance policies in the past. During a search of Daniel's phone, detectives discovered that Daniel and Nancy had a joint iTunes account and detectives know that web pages that are bookmarked by one account holder are accessible by another account holder. And detectives discovered that there was a bookmark article on this joint iTunes account titled 10 Ways to Cover Up a Murder. On September 15th, 2018, Nancy Brophy is arrested. And as she was being arrested, she asked, you're arresting me? Then added, you must think I murdered my husband. And Nancy never offered an explanation as to why she lied about her whereabouts on the morning that Daniel was killed, nor did she explain why she was circling the OCI building at the time Daniel was killed. Nancy also never explained why she lied about how much life insurance is available to her. So going into this, it did not look very good for her. Who is Daniel Brophy? Before we go deeper into Nancy, this story gets deeper, but I wanna talk about this, the victim Daniel Brophy. Let's not forget, this is what this video is about. Highlight this wonderful person taken way too soon in this world, and I wanna share with you what has happened. As we know, he's getting ready to leave for work on the morning of June 2nd, 2018, which has now been known that his wife has killed him. She has been convicted in the court of law. We'll dive into that as well. So here he is getting ready to go to work at the Oregon Culinary Institute in Southwest Portland, where he has worked since 2006 when he was killed. He was a chef at the school and each term he greeted his students with a teasing speech warning students against whistling or grinning in the kitchen saying smiling could sully food his faculty biography called him the resident encyclopedia of knowledge and with each class he taught 
he would take them to the forest to forage for mushrooms or to the ocean to dig for clams. Daniel was known for his kindness and affinity for others. One of his former students shared that he was known for his kindness and affinity for others. He would go and deliver hot meals to people. Every Thanksgiving, we would do a big bake-off and all the pies he would personally go and deliver them. This former student, Travis, also says that the students recognized Daniel's wife almost as well as their professor, calling her the management around campus. And according to Travis, he says, we knew that they loved each other very much, that she was his best friend. Daniel and Nancy, they had been married for 27 years and not one, not neighbors, family, or friends would have believed that Nancy could be responsible for her husband's death. Three months after Daniel's death, Nancy is arrested and everyone was in shock. After her arrest, even the couple's neighbor said that he was caught off guard by the idea that Nancy could have killed her husband. And from what it sounds like, everyone in the neighborhood was surprised and shocked. There was more like disbelief going on around the neighborhood, according to one of the neighbors. Nancy even posted a tribute to Daniel on Facebook the following day, writing, for those of you who are close to me and feel this deserved a phone call, you are right. But I'm struggling to make sense of everything right now. She even added, while I appreciate all of your loving responses, I am overwhelmed. Please save phone calls for a few days until I can function. In the days that followed, Nancy would even confide in neighbors, telling them that she was considering moving and that Daniel's side of the bedroom was haunting her. A little about Nancy, Nancy is actually a romance novelist who is now convicted of killing her chef husband and come to find out that she stood to pocket millions in insurance money from his death. She's a self-published romance novelist and of course during investigation they're going to be going deep into this stuff. I don't even understand sometimes like sure some people do get away with murder but it seems like very few people get away with murder and if it's money motive that's one of the first things detectives look into. Why did she think she was going to get away with this? I'll tell you why. She is a romance novelist. We're gonna dive into her books a little bit that kind of seem to, to share about the life she really wanted to be living and, and the fantasy that she tried to bring to life. And so detectives, they learned that she was the beneficiary of several life insurance policies that were taken out on her husband. She even made an accidental death benefit workers compensation claim of which she was the recipient. Between the life insurance and workers' compensation, she was entitled to $1.15 million upon her husband's death. Now, workman's comp, she even tried, she tried to get every penny she possibly could. Like, what was she planning on doing? At 69, what was she planning on doing with all of this money? Was she planning on living it up so much? 
Like, where was, was she, what was she planning on doing? And so, later in the investigation, detectives discovered that she had written an article titled, How to Murder Your Husband. And they even found a saved article that I was sharing earlier on the couple's joint iTunes account that was titled, 10 Ways to Cover Up a Murder. Not looking good for her. Now, granted, as an author, she could be an author, but my gosh, they're definitely gonna be looking into that, right? And so it hurt her, it hurt her that they found this footage, this CCTV footage showing a minivan appearing to be the same one that she drives that was in the area of Brophy's school between 6.39 a.m. and 7.28 a.m. And through the footage, they determined that she arrived by 7.20 a.m. And when investigators asked her where she was that morning, she said she had been at home. Again, lying about it. And when it comes to the gun, they said, she said that they lost interest in the gun and never bought any ammunition for it. Now, as I mentioned, they did recover the unused gun, but they later discovered that she had bought a replacement slide and barrel and used those parts on the Glock before the shooting. And police said that they believed that she shot her husband, then reassembled the gun with its original parts to full cops with the mismatched shell casings at the crime scene. Now going into her trial, of course, she pleaded not guilty to the murder charges. And again, she has been found guilty. And as a author, she's got a lot of books. And notice some of this. The wrong husband, the wrong lover. Nancy also wrote an essay, How to Murder Your Husband. And this was published in what's called C. Jane Publish. Not 100% sure on all of that, but I found the archive on it. And you can see How to Murder Your Husband by Nancy Brophy. And she put right here at the very beginning, as a romantic suspense writer, I spent a lot of time thinking about murder and consequently about police procedure. After all, if the murder is supposed to set me free, I certainly don't want to spend any time in jail. And let me say clearly for the record, I don't like jumpsuits and orange isn't my color. Now she wrote this on November 4th of 2011. And she talks about the different motives in here, right? The different motives of of a wife killing her husband. Notice number one, financial. Says right here, she wrote this, divorce is expensive, and do you really wanna split your possessions? Or if you married for money, aren't you entitled to all of it? The drawback is the police aren't stupid. They are looking at you first. So you have to be organized, ruthless, and very clever. Husbands have disappeared from cruise ships before. Why not yours? So if you notice, as I shared with you, her motive allegedly in this killing was money. She wanted the life insurance money. There was a lot of life insurance money out in that. She wanted that life insurance money. And if you notice here, down in the comments, one person wrote, I'm calling Dan to make sure he's all right. And obviously coincidence, but who would know that six years later, she would actually kill him. 
and by her own methods. She didn't think this clearly. If she's always thinking about this stuff, does she not realize the one thing that does not lie? Video surveillance. Video footage tells the truth. It cannot lie. So when she is discovered to have been around the area and then lied about it, that does not look good for her at all. You know, something else that caught my attention as well, this is her Nancy Brophy writer page. And you can tell this is where she's got books. But in her about me portion, she talks about how she met her husband and how she knew this was the guy to marry. Right out of the gate, she starts, writers are liars, okay? And she continues to say, I don't remember who said that, but it's not true. Well, that's contradictory considering wh what she turned out to be. She says here when she's describing herself, I live in the beautiful green and very wet Northwest, married to a chef whose mantra is, Life is a science project. And she puts here, I can't tell you when I fell in love with my husband, but I relate the moment I decided to marry him. I was in the bath. It was a big tub. I expected him to join me. And when he was delayed, I called out, are you coming? His answer convinced me he was Mr. Right. Yes but I'm making hors d'oeuvres. Can you imagine spending the rest of your life without a man like that? And greed would lead her to kill him. Financial motive is what it looks to have been. She wanted to get that over million dollars worth of life insurance and workman's comp, calling it an accidental death on the job. Definitely wasn't an accident when it was known right away someone killed him with the two bullets that shot him. Now she is convicted of this murder and we don't know how much time she's going to spend. Being that she's close to 70, there's a good chance she's never going to see the light of day again. And I don't know what makes a person go and do this, especially at the age she was at. Like, what did she want to do in her life that was not being fulfilled, where she felt money would fulfill that? That, I don't understand either. Like, how does that happen? And now we know the whole case against Nancy Brophy, who killed her husband, Daniel Brophy, what looks to be over money. It's a sad case. Anytime anyone loses their life, rest in peace, Daniel Brophy, taken way too soon by someone who he thought loved him. And for a romance novelist, for someone who wrote an article on how to murder your husband, it just, uh, I, it gets no more chilling than that. And now you have all the information. My friends, I'm Manny Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me today. Have an amazing day. Peace.